All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Right down our toll-free number, we'll have plenty of time for calls today, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Now, did you just hear the open? Now, there are allegations, and then there are allegations, and then there's a spectrum of allegations. This is Cuomo. This is worse than it all depends what the meaning of the word is. is. What do you mean? There's allegations. And then there are allegations. And then there's a spectrum of allegations. And he's, he's saying this in response to a question about how he rushed to judgment and immediately demanded that a guy by the name of Eric Schneiderman resign when he was accused of sexual misconduct. The guy ended up resigning. And he did this with other state legislators. And he did it, you know, in the case of, of Kavanaugh, Cuomo actually tweeted out, you know, here is one basic fact that badly hurts Judge Kavanaugh. Why won't he take a polygraph test like Dr. Ford did? Um, and then he said Governor Cuomo called on the president to demand Kavanaugh take a polygraph test. OK. And by the way, Cuomo was an I believer. But this is this. Listen to this answer. He's asked the question, responding to the question, why he called for, in this case, a guy in New York, a politician, Eric Schneiderman, to resign when accused of sexual misconduct, but he's not resigning. Listen. In 2018, within about three hours, allegations against Eric Schneiderman came out. You called for his resignation. He resigned. Why doesn't that same expectation apply to you? There's obviously uh, allegations and then there are allegations, right? Uh, And there's a, a spectrum of allegations. There are allegations, and then there are allegations. And then there's a spectrum of allegations. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, my God. You, can't, you cannot make this up. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Will Cuomo survive? The chances, New York, I don't know. Democrats, they're going to rally. Listen, national Democrats, they're thinking there's no way Biden's going to ever do two terms. That's what they're thinking, whether they'll say it publicly or not. And they're all posturing for a potential run in 2024. This will not, I don't think, be a coronation uh, of Kamala Harris. If, if Joe either doesn't finish the term or or Joe Biden doesn't run for a second term. And it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. So there are plenty of Democrats knowing politics as I do. It is a blood sport. It is a dark, evil swamp and sewer That's a fact, but there are Democrats that absolutely, positively, unequivocally want Cuomo to fail and be unelectable and not be a candidate should the opening arise and the opportunity arise in 2024. Now, if I am correct in my observation is that Joe Biden is weak and frail and struggling cognitively, um, everybody can see it. Now, people say, well, Hannity, we're going to have a chance to see him on Thursday night. I said, he's going to be fine Thursday night. And he's not going to be Joe Biden circa 2012. He's not going to be Joe Bi- Biden even, you know, circa, you know, 2016. We have shown you enough video, enough tape, uh, enough, um, you know, these brain fart moments of his. It's now quite alarming. It's very alarming. You know, we there's an article out today about, yeah, WhiteHouse.gov. What do they t- talk about? Uh, Kamala Harris is speaking with all the world leaders, not Joe. 
Joe basically has one item on his on his list every day, and that's pretty much about it. Now, are they going to practice him up for what will likely be a 15-minute speech about all the great things he's done to solve COVID when, in fact, he inherited three vaccines and they were putting a million shots in people's arms by the time Trump left a day? No, they won't give Trump any credit. He didn't do anything. Didn't support the travel ban either. Called it xenophobic and hysteria. Um, so we're, I, I'm, you just got to watch and wait. But if I'm right in this, it's there's a mad scramble that is beginning to develop. Now, look, the Politico, not exactly conservative. I, I, I read this today and I said, yeah, really? The headline is the Biden blitz is coming. This is how it starts. The president is preparing to embark on a new, far more public facing phase of his term. Let me tell you what's really happening. What's really happening is the fact that this poll comes out yesterday by Rasmussen and 50 percent of the American people agree with what I've now been pointing out. Since the election, before the election, all throughout the campaign is these observations. Joe, if he had a fastball, it's gone. If he had a slow pitch or a curve, that's gone, too. And it's getting more acute every day. Now, the idea that he's going to embark on a far more public facing phase of his term. No, it's not. They know they've got to that, that this narrative is building and they're going to try to squash it. And the way they're going to try to squash it is. They're going there's these planned moments. First, they're going to practice all day today and they'll practice all day tomorrow. And the practice is going to be pretty simple. It's Joe. Let's go over your speech one more time. Let's read the teleprompter. OK, great. They'll say put a little more emphasis here, a little more emphasis there and and show some more passion, Joe. You notice Joe gets he likes to get animated because when he gets animated, he gets a little bit more focused Probably be lots of caffeine, coffee, energy drinks, whatever it is that Joe Biden likes to, to drink every day. It, listen, they were able to pull this off fairly during the campaign protection, candidate protection program campaign in the basement bunker, or as the new book Lucky says, the keep your crazy uncle in the basement strategy for running for president. And the media was perfectly fine with it because they hated Trump. Now, it's going to mean that he's going to give a State of the Union. Probably one of the easiest speeches in the world to give. You walk in, everybody's on their feet, they're clapping, both houses, joint session of Congress, and you, you, you spit out two lines and you get applause. You spit out two more lines, you get more applause. You spit out three lines, you get super applause. I mean, you get enough breaks in between. If anything, he's probably just going to get tired because he's going to you know, lose focus over the course of the speech. Will he be able to get through that? My guess is probably. Will he get through tomorrow? My guess is probably. But what they are describing as a blitz is hardly a blitz. You know, that he's now going to uh, have fewer scripted events, private dealings with lawmakers, more interactions and press appearances. So the big one that they've got to get him over, though, is not a State of the Union address or the address Thursday. The big one is going to be the press conference. Now, during the campaign transition he was able to do them with what seemed like at the time okay who do i go to next uh tommy from and it's like they were all prepared which made me somewhat suspicious but i'm suspicious by my nature um but it'll give 
you know, the idea is to show that guys like Hannity are being unfair to Joe. That doesn't answer the question, though. I guarantee you whatever the blitz is is going to be anything but a blitz. It's going to be basically surviving the the fundamentals of being as public as we can can make him without without him screwing up that bad. You know, and it's you know, it's it's a very low bar that they're going to say it's not going to be a blitz. Joe Biden wouldn't even answer a question at a hardware store yesterday. You know, so now they're scared. Let me tell you what's happening. They're all on pins and needles. Now, if I'm right in my suspicions that people were fully aware of these glaring weaknesses that Joe had and cognitive struggles that Joe had during the campaign, which is why they hid him in the basement. His schedule is lightly packed. We're told he likes to go to bed at seven o'clock. He likes to go right up to the residence. Okay, um, and Kamala is doing all the heavy lifting on foreign policy and taking, we're told, a crash course on it. And, you know, they have a road, you know, this this roadshow blitz that they call it. Um, Well, we now know that Kamala Harris is going to step up and take more of an active role. Now, the White House staffers, they yesterday they raced in again to stop reporters from asking questions because he's not fully prepared for that yet. That's going to take a heavy lift on behalf of the staff. Okay, Joe, now when they ask you about the immigration crisis, this is what you're going to say. And they're going to have notes on the podium for him. And he'll refer to the notes in front of him. Basically try and read through the script and ignore what is obvious. This $1.9 trillion spending bill is a disaster. This What he's doing to the energy sector is a disaster. The crisis at the border is real and an unmitigated disaster. You know, they actually put inside that $1.9 trillion spending bill that I went through, only 9% goes to emergency COVID relief. They actually put in there that states cannot cut their taxes as a, as a condition of receiving the aid. Can you imagine that? I mean, that is insanity. You look at this bill and... You know, they're going to go around and say, we gave you $1,400. You should love love us now. Oh, okay. I love you now. I'm not getting 1400 bucks. I didn't get the two $600 checks. I sent them to my accountant. I said, don't cash this. Um, anyway, then you have all this money paying for... Why are we paying for foreign medical care for other countries? Why do we illegal immigrants and, and prisoners... Why did they get $1,400? Why do murderers get $1,400 in jail? Why are we giving it to illegal immigrants? Why are we paying for health care for illegal immigrants here? Why are we paying for health care around the world? Why are you bailing out irresponsibly tax and spend blue states like New York and then demanding they can't cut taxes? Why are you doing what? That's not COVID emergency relief for anybody. That is, let's rob our children and grandchildren of their future. And then, of course, you got green money for farmers then the health insurance for Yes, even illegal immigrants, the government's going to allow, you know, the expansion of, of Obamacare is full force here. You got all this money going to these states that have been fiscally irresponsible. It's, it's just an unbelievable time. By the way, North Carolina lawmakers are pushing a bill to reduce the unemployment tax rate. And by the way, Biden's team refuses to, there's genocide going on with the Chinese, and they're not saying a darn thing about it. That's now becoming a bigger issue. 
Ted Cruz said, I have three words about the Biden presidency. Boring but radical. That kind of sums it up. I think that's about right. You know, GOP senators are fuming over prisoners getting the stimulus checks. Why are we giving murderers? The Boston bomber murdered three people. Senator Tom Cotton pointed out. Terrorized an entire great city. They get he's getting they're getting fourteen hundred dollars, the the Sarnav brother, as part of his COVID relief pack. Why is he getting fourteen hundred bucks? He's in jail. And he belongs in jail. Unbelievable. The ha- I mean, how do you say that that's COVID relief? You know, Ron Klein said, yeah, Biden's likely to deliver the State of the Union, the joint speech, uh, speech to the Congress after selling the relief package to the public. He's going to go out and say, didn't I do great? James Clyburn has actually said he was asked by Neil Cavuto about his obvious mental lapses. He said, well, no, 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 it, it, it's it, we, we call it stuttering. He called it. That's what he said. It doesn't affect his brain at all. He didn't have that problem in 2016 or 2012. Is this new? A new condition? Because I'd never heard of it before. Boring but radical. Ted Cruz. Then you've got now the Pentagon to extend the National Guard at the Capitol and so on and so forth. Kamala Harris keeps taking these calls with world leaders. There's a reason. And I think we have a right to know. Now, then it raises the question, did his campaign know all during the campaign that this was going on? And if they did know, why didn't they tell you, the American people? I want to know who knew what, when, and where. If if there's any kind of medical condition, I'm not a doctor. You've heard me talk about Hustler Turf. They're great, smooth, driving, zero-turn lawnmowers, a generational business. They're the best at what they do. Nobody does it better than Hustler. They got thousands of dealers nationwide, over a thousand dealers. The men and women that sell Hustlers, yeah, they know lawn equipment. They're trained to answer every question you have. They'll ask you about your property. They'll ask you about the mower that fits your needs and budgets. They'll show you how to perform basic maintenance. They'll guide you on how to safely operate it. Very important. Not all zero-turn mowers are built the same. You need things like, first, the most reliable engine. Check. They have it at Hustler. Sturdy frame. Plenty of operator comfort. Check there, too. Fabricated welded steel deck for durability. Hustler has that. Check out your local Hustler dealer. Just go to HustlerTurf.com. And by the way, take the challenge. Try any other mower and then try a Hustler. There's no comparison. Nobody does it better, whether you're a professional or just a homeowner. HustlerTurf.com.